Hi team, welcome to the Kindness, Curiosity and Comfortable Shoes podcast. My name is James McFetridge and this is an ongoing toolkit for all healthcare staff. Whether you are a porter or a paediatrician, a domestic or a driver, clinical or non-clinical, just starting or just finishing your work in healthcare, this podcast aims to give you some useful thoughts about working for this amazing business to get you through your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope these thoughts are useful and the podcast is fulfilling its purpose as a toolkit for all healthcare workers. So before we start, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell other people, tell your co-workers, share what you like about it. Go on, put it in your work WhatsApp group. Go on, do it now, then it's done. And feel free to follow at JMAC Education on Facebook, X. Instagram, LinkedIn, threads, whatever your social media preference is, and you'll get more information related to the podcasts and other JMAC education updates. Thank you. Today, I thought I'd have a look at debrief. So in the emergency department, my clinical background, we tried to debrief as much as we could, especially if we had any uh, critical or specific clinical incidents but I'm not sure how much it's used in the wider healthcare world. And I thought it'd be interesting to have a look at it because there are a number of different aspects to debriefing. My personal definition, I guess, would be that it would be questioning someone or a group of people in detail about specific work they have done in relation to an incident and use that as an opportunity to explain their rationale or purpose of what has happened so we can all learn as individuals and as a department or an organisation. Interestingly, if you look at definitions on the internet, I couldn't really find one that covers my definition as I've just described. Typically, the definition that you get is along the lines of questioning someone, typically a soldier or a spy, about a completed mission or undertaking. So some differences there. I'm not aware of many soldiers or spies that work in uh, healthcare who would need that uh, sort of mission-level debrief. But I guess the principles are fairly similar. It's having an in-depth look about what has happened so we can emotionally unload and examine our feelings about that, but also think about the practicalities of what has happened and can we learn from that. Often in healthcare, we debrief after a significant event. And if it is a uh, something very significant, then we want that to be as immediate or as soon after as possible. And we think of that as a hot debrief. Later on, I'm going to talk a bit about cold debriefs, but also that personal debrief, which is often forgotten about. So if you had a hot debrief, you want as many people there as possible who are involved in the incident once they as a group, no longer have any clinical concern or inputs to the patient. You may also want to involve some non-clinical members of staff who have an understanding of debrief or 
want to understand a bit more about the effect on those individuals involved. And the process that I use that I think comes from my background at uh, Northumbria Healthcare would be the iSwipe um, method. Lots of different ones out there that you can see, but this covers pretty much uh, the common ground. So iSwipe is I-S-W-I-P-E. First I stands for introductions. Like anything like this, you want to know who is there, especially if you don't work them with them normally clinically, so you understand their role. And then a summary. So to give the summary, you want someone to be leading this, and I think it's helpful to have someone who perhaps wasn't directly involved in the incident, just to clarify why we are having this debrief and quickly go through the outline of the clinical scenario. After that summary, it's opening up to the team. You may want the team to contribute to that summary to make sure that you've covered all the salient points. But then we're going to open up to the team, make sure everyone has an opportunity to talk in the W aspect, which is what went well. And all those things that we tend not to be very good at at healthcare, about congratulating ourselves or even identifying when things have worked well. We're often quick to come in with the negatives. So I really like to spend some time at this bit. What went well? Let's think about the teamwork, the communication, the leadership, the team membership, the decision making. Was there delegation? Uh, was the outcome as good as we expected? Not to have all those ideas in mind, but go with the flow of the team, especially for a hot debrief to get an understanding of what areas people want to talk about that they feel and that they noticed went well. Also really helpful at this stage to have someone external who perhaps saw some of this or is aware of the outcome to give their opinion about what went well. Sometimes in a hot debrief it's difficult to pinpoint things that have gone well in a team that normally functions well. After that, in move to the second I, which is for improvements. What can we do better next time? And this is very much about focusing forward accepting that things may not have gone as well as we would like, but what can we do to prevent those less good things happening again? And making sure this is a positive aspect of the debrief rather than a blame for what went wrong previously. How can we improve? And again, this is really helpful to make sure there is some moderation of this discussion in case it deteriorates um, because people feel that some things didn't go well because of certain individuals or processes. So thinking forward about how we can improve for next time. Then we move to P, the points to take away. So after a long discussion like that, it can be difficult to identify what are we actually going to do differently? What are the points for individuals? What are the points for the team, the department, the organisation, maybe the wider healthcare system? And it's helpful for whoever's leading this to jot those down as they are discussed to bring back to this section the points to take away so we can recap about that and make sure that everyone is happy with how we have understood the process of what's happened. That's the predominant part of it. During this, uh, these things may come up, but you may want to bring this up at the end. The E is for equipment issues. Often there are things that are only brought to light during a specific incident. So talking through those issues that can be dealt with uh, was the right equipment in the right place. For a hot debrief, time is of the essence. People will have a job to get back to. 
they will have other clinical commitments so if you can manage that in sort of five to seven minutes trying to make sure everyone has the opportunity to have a talk with an understanding that for a specific incident especially if it's quite serious that there will be a further debrief and looking into the incident in more detail so this isn't the be all and end all but for some episodes where you work together as a team you may just have the hot debrief and I'd really encourage you to give that a go if you are aware that something has happened where some team members may need to get things off their chest or understand that they have done a good job. If that causes any difficulties, it may not be straightforward. One thing to bear in mind, this comes from when I debrief after uh, simulated scenarios in my education roles, to bear in mind that there will be a number of things going on underneath those categories outlined in iSwipe. And first thing is reactions. So there will be some form of emotional reaction to this. It's really important to acknowledge that emotional reaction. Maybe really difficult to deal with in a hot debrief because everyone is different. Some people may want to internalise that reaction. Some people may want to talk about it openly in front of others. Some people may want to talk but not in a big group. But Acknowledging those reactions is going to be important to help the group and certainly those individuals to move forward. We may need to go into some element of description, just clarifying specific instance, exactly what happened, what time frame it happened, just so it's clear in everyone's mind before we move on to an analysis. And this is similar to the what went well and improvements, but just that critical understanding of exactly what happened. Then application is the next uh, thing to bear in mind that all the time you're talking about this, it feeds into that point to take away. What are the aspects where you want to uh, make sure that people have something solid to take away? How are they going to apply this in future? And then may need to do some form of summaries uh, towards the end. So while I'm thinking about iSwipe, those are the headline aspects, introductions, summary, what went well, improvements, points to take away, and equipment issues. Underlying that are my thoughts. Are we just managing the team's reactions? Are we clear what we're describing? Are we actually analysing what's going on? Looking forward to how we can apply that in real life and making sure there are summaries for that. So that's a hot debrief. There may well be, as I've mentioned earlier, a cold debrief for a specific investigation into a more serious incident. That may be some weeks after. That will have perhaps more structure to it and your organisations will have different ways of managing that. One of the benefits of a cold debrief is that people will have managed some of their emotional reaction in their own way, hopefully with support of team members and the department and with that emotional reaction settled a bit, that tends to lead to a better discussion for organisational learning. And we can be a bit more factual about that. So that's a cold debrief. Finally, I want to just mention what I've termed the personal debrief. This is very rarely looked at or talked about and may not link to a specific incident or episode but perhaps may link to your needs to debrief after a particular patient and it kind of links to perhaps the reflection that I've talked about in an earlier episode 
And so what do I mean by personal debrief? It's something where you get a reaction that is of significance to you. And for an example of this, this may be the death of a patient that you've cared for, maybe a reaction to a patient you know who has just been given a significant diagnosis. It may be that you just get on well with someone who has passed through the system and something untoward has happened or they have clinically deteriorated and you may feel responsible for that or you may feel this is just part of your role that you've gone on that journey with them. And clearly it may also be a response to a complaint or an incident that is involving you and possibly the processes have gone through to resolve that practically but you still have those emotional concerns about that. Personally I don't think we acknowledge this enough in healthcare. I think we manage it for people in training by labelling it as something that needs to be reflected upon. But I think this is bigger than that. I think this covers those patients who outside of work you may still wonder what is going on with them. You may think could you have done anything differently or you may just be in a mini state of mourning that you are concerned because uh, they have deteriorated or that you no longer care for them uh, in a professional capacity or that clearly they may have died. Really important to acknowledge those uh, reactions that you have and really, really helpful to talk to someone about it, whether that's inside or outside of work, clearly being careful about uh, confidentiality uh, once you start talking to people about it. And my feeling would be not to be afraid to respond in a way that is helpful to you. And there may be a number of different ways that you may respond. Some people will write these things in uh, blogs or put things on social media and again being careful if that is useful to you that you are, are careful about who may have access to that who may read that and being aware of confidentiality but it may be something more internal and uh, this may be something that you've not tried before but try expressing yourself uh, by creative writing some kind of uh, poem or just a piece just putting words down on a page or maybe in some kind of art form just to get those feelings out of there. Now for some people I'm sure you'll think that is not for you but there's some really interesting research showing about the uh, benefits both emotionally and physically of that expressive writing and there's a link to an article uh, that I'll put in the show notes from a, uh, an article in Advances in Psychiatric Treatment from uh, Bakey and Wilhelm uh, from a few years ago talking about the uh, behavioural outcomes that can be improved by expressive writing, uh, thinking um, about the mechanisms, about how it may work. So if you're sort of... Uh, raising an eyebrow at this uh, they go into an interesting discussion about how it might work and sometimes it's as simple as just this cognitive processing just by helping to think and reorganize your memories about an incident may help you process these kind of things better in the future so that's something to look at that you may be interested in 
there's also a link that I'll put in to uh, Life in the Fast Lane, a really nice article by uh, Chris Nixon, who uh, writes on that uh, blog post about clinical debriefing that summarises uh, a few things about different types of debrief and some more references in that. So if this has piqued your interest, please do go and have a look at those and uh, try it yourself uh, either just on your own if something happens that you feel you need to debrief about or if you are in a team suggest that you have a bit of a debrief and just see how it goes and see how it can improve your personal work as well as the work of the team around you. Thank you for listening today. There are links in the show notes for information that I've referred to in the show. And if you enjoyed the show and want to help the podcast grow and expand, then please support me and the show and head to buymeacoffee.com slash jmaceducation. That's buymeacoffee, all one word, dot com slash jmaceducation and support the podcast there. Or if you're listening on the podcast website at kccpodcast.buzzsprout.com, click on the heart on the top right of the page or click on the support the show link in the show notes. It's also really helpful for me if you rate, review, like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever's appropriate on whichever platform you're listening on. Again, it really does help grow the show. Thank you. So please take care of yourselves out there. You are doing a great job. And remember, be kind, be curious, and don't forget your comfortable shoes. Thank you to Shekina Studio for the music downloaded through Audio Jungle. Thank you to Beth for the artwork and the photo produced through canva and thank you to buzzsprout for hosting the podcast the kindness curiosity and comfortable shoes podcast is a jmac education production